Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet podcast, the podcast that, uh, speak good, podcast speak good, I don't know. The podcast that just doesn't care anymore. No, 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 we are the podcast that speak good. That's... Yeah, I was going to say, Chad, haven't we used that line before? Every week. If not... Every (laughs) week. Isn't it generally implicit? Anyway. Um... I'm John, the something-something of the podcast, joined by Chad, the something-something, Charlie, the something-something, and Woo! Don, the something-something. I, I, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, uh, but I, I do I do feel I'm the somethingest of the, of the something-something. I'm not going to deny that. I, I would agree with you. Wow. Um, yeah. Man, coming home straight from work and doing the podcast is... Kind of a pain in the ass. I, I I like to you know think about it and and you know kind of work up material and stuff. Thinking's I mean, hard. Thinking is hard. But here's the thing: once you're done, looking back on it, how how uh, how pleased you'll be with the amount of crap you got done today. Yeah. I, I mean, I try and think of, of what we're gonna do a little bit. I mean, we we don't have a script. We don't have too much of a plan. But being super extemporaneous. Um, it's challenging, so mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll we'll work with what we got this week. Yes. And uh, everyone else has we have set the bar so low that nobody else gives a shit. So <laughs> you know, we, we good, benefit from low expectations. Yeah, good good on us for 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 doing this the right way, which is phoning it in um, from the start for years, so that everybody right, that tunes in knows exactly what they're getting. Yep. We, we record on Skype anyway, so yes, technically we are phoning it in. Uh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I love you, Dylan. Um, and, and and for what it's worth, I would never drunkenly uh, dance up on you to make you purposefully uncomfortable. That's, that's I nice. might. That's, I might that's... and probably have. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying that's happened. Recently, like within the last 24 hours. Of course not. But I'm just saying I personally would not do that. Um, we've got a little bit of uh, some some points of interest we'll talk about. We do have an email this week. Um, it's from the uh, Awesome Cast Complaint Department. Well, awesome. we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. That's for damn sure. Uh, so we'll get, we'll get to all that. Um, did want to start off uh, with a couple of anime-related things. Um, first of all, Behind the Voice Actors, that website, if you guys are familiar with it, it's sort of a IMDB that doesn't suck as bad for uh, for <laughs> specifically voice acting, not just anime voice acting, but you know, video games, movies, that sort of thing. Um, they're doing their uh, voice acting awards for this year. Um, and some of our former guests are nominated... Um, oh, Aaron cool. Fitzgerald and Laura Bailey are both up for uh, Voice Actress of the Year. Oh man, I hope they both um, win. Right, Steve Bloom is is uh, is up, and uh, is going to win. <laughs> no, I think Troy Baker is going to win, and God God bless him, he deserves it. What's he nominated for? I don't, everything. Hold on, I'm, I'm bringing up. Is this like role. a lifetime achievement award? No, it's or? it's a year. Like of the year thing. Oh, um, gotcha. Not for a specific role. I'm, no, I'm with, you. no, I'm with you. No, um, 
he was um, the main character in The Last of Us. He is the main character in Bioshock Infinite. He was the Joker in Batman Arkham Origins. Um, he was in uh, Disgaea. He was in, in Avengers Assemble, Generator Rex. He's been he, he was in uh, Injustice. He's been in a ton of shit this year. No lie. Um, so God bless him. I, I I remember when he was kind of like. If you knew about Troy Baker, you were a nerd. And now he's in, like, all the major game releases and stuff, so... Hmm. Even if you don't necessarily know who he is, you've probably heard his voice. Yeah, good um, for him. I will say, like, Breakthrough Voice Actor of the Year, that category, I'm a little pissed off at the nominating committee for that, because um, one of the uh, nominees is Benedict Cumberbatch, and of course what? he's going to win this. For oh, what? Yeah. Breakthrough Smiles. voice actor of the year. Yeah, but what did he voice act in? Oh, uh, he was technically a voice actor as Smaug. I mean, yeah. he, was, he wasn't Smaug. playing a live-action character. He was apparently in The Simpsons as uh, Service uh, Snape. He was the branch prime minister on The Simpsons, I guess. And then, yes, yeah, Smaug. Those were his other two things. And uh, nothing against Matt Cumberbatch. I like Sherlock. I like his work. I liked him in The Hobbit. But I don't know that that's like enough of a portfolio to call you like the breakthrough voice actor of the year. Yeah, that's that's really more a you were already on everybody's radar. Here we can throw an award at you kind of thing. Like, this... oh, oh, you you came down from on high to do voice acting. How marvelous! Here's it, an award. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how because, I felt about it. Because voice acting generally, I think, gets looked down upon as as being like easy. Acting. Because yeah, which it's not. Yeah. That's bullshit. It's it's the bastard child of acting. You always fair. you always see that when uh, like when there's a new Miyazaki movie that uh, Disney does, like holy crap, look who they got to do this! Um, I didn't know they did voice work. I was I was about to say that uh, I, I thought you were going with every time a new Miyazaki movie comes out, people think that that's the greatest anime that's ever been released because they've never actually seen any other anime. And I'm not saying that Miyazaki is bad. I, uh, I, I'm I not a fan of all of his films. I think some of them are uh, no, 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 a I'm little just, bloated. But I'm just saying the voice acting, like, the, the people you get is... Oh, I'm, I am with you on that, but... Um, but yeah, no. There's an irony to Benedict Cumberbatch being in there, just given the, uh, the number of... The amount of Sherlock and Doctor Who stuff that ends up at, uh, and I know, okay, Doctor Who's a bad, but like people who are fans of BBC shows uh, at anime cons, it's um, just ironic. You're, uh, you're invading our voice actor awards too. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out that Breakthrough voice actress of the year isn't much better in terms of like uh, one one or two fandoms are going to just dominate the vote and skew it, even though maybe someone else might be more deserving for strict, you know, strictly speaking, voice work. But Adina Menzel, or as John Travolta would call her, didn't touch her with my penis. Um, uh, She's up for Breakthrough Voice Actress of the Year. I would probably... That is ironic, because Frozen gets mentioned a lot as well. Yeah. 
there's a huge following. And I would I would vote for well, I did vote, but um, uh, Mine Noji I think has a, a better resume, but Courtney Draper who does Elizabeth in Bioshock, um, that was also a really good performance and. Uh, yeah, I, I would go for one of those, but mm. you know, I, I haven't seen Frozen. I can't judge. I'm not trying to uh, cast any disper- uh, aspersions onto it, but yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's, it's going to be a popularity contest, and that, that's why I wish they kind of like whatever editorial stuff they have, if any, would just do like their own vote, and then they could have like a people's choice thing over here. Uh yeah, not a bad idea. Because I, I don't have a problem with fans voting except for when it's the only thing, like when it's the only aspect of, you know, the yeah. the, the award process. Because I don't always feel like uh, votes are necessarily thoughtful. And in no, truth, in truth, you know, and and this, you know, I'm guilty of this. Everybody's guilty of this because we're not paid critics we don't have the ability the time or the money to watch everything they don't send us review copies or anything like that but you know you you're not going you're going to vote for whoever is work you're most familiar with and yeah. failing that you're just going to go with the name that you recognize yeah and, and not to say that it's that it's happening in either of the cases that we've mentioned but um popularity does not equal quality yes in all in all cases, and I, like, like I said, I reiterate, I am not saying that in the case in the in the examples we mentioned that that's the case, because I, having seen uh, both Frozen and The Hobbit, both of those actors do very good. I mean, they're very good performances. So I'm not saying that that's the case there, but in a lot of cases, I, I guess it kind of depends on what your interpretation of the category is. I mean, yeah, you know, does does one performance and and with the female breakthrough uh, actress, like a lot of these do, just have one or two performances. I, I think the men had the fortune of maybe getting a little bit more work, and I don't know if that's just problematic of of the voiceover industry in general. Yeah. Um. At least know, in I terms think, of of you know like leading type roles. I think one performance could qualify if they, if that performance really is that good. Now, if you're just being included because you were already a big name and you did one performance. Then it becomes a little more suspect, but um, not. But I, but I think if you're if the if the one performance is that good, then, then by all means, you know you can be, you can be. I think you can be included in the in the in the breakout breakthrough whatever performance category. Yeah. Um. But if you're listening to this, depending on when you're listening, you still have a day or two to vote. Um. They're announcing the winners on March nineteenth, which is Wednesday. And where was that again? Um. Behindthevoiceactors.com. Cool. Um, you you do have to sign up with uh, register an account, but it's not really a big deal. Um, I have an email specifically for that kind of thing. So nice. Uh, anyway, I I strongly recommend voting for anyone who's ever been on on the Chainsaw Buffet podcast, just because. But you know, you, you follow your heart. That's how I vote. Yep, that's 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 for sure how I vote that's, because they're they're very nice to take the time to talk to me and and yep. and. And I write in Micah Solusod for everything. Dance. No matter what the award is or, or anything that, that you can write in a winner for. Sometimes in election, political elections as well. <laughs> I just write in Micah Solusod because I figure he's going to do a good job or die or both. And 
And thank you for giving me giving me a perfect segue, Charlie. Because um, you're welcome to to talk about Micah a little bit. Um, as most people are probably aware, Framation has been doing rollouts of English uh, dub voice cast for Attack on Titan, and they're going to premiere the dub at Anime Boston. Uh, I believe it's this coming weekend, the weekend of the twenty third. Hmm. Um, but um, they've announced pretty much all of the cast, all of the significant cast members except for the main character Aaron um, and Micah has not shown up on any of the other characters names and I'm not saying he's necessarily even in the show this is just pure speculation it could be any number of you know like the Funimation stable or I think they yeah. even pulled some some people in from California for this because uh, Matthew Mercer is playing Levi and I want I, I want to get him on the podcast because he used to play fighting games back in the day in California against you know guys like Alex Valle and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, because um, we ah, talked cool. we talked a little bit uh, for the anime fans get back to Japan event uh, a few yeah. years ago, and I've I've always wanted to get him back onto the podcast so we could kind of talk about that. And now that he's gotten the role of Levi, I want to sort of redouble that effort, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but I'm real. I'm I'm really rooting for Micah as Aaron because I think he'd do a really good job with it. And plus, we've gotten the 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 good fortune to to know him a little bit uh, at Hamacon. You know, seeing him there every year, and usually him and Charlie end up doing a panel together. So he, if if it's possible, if it if it's possible to have multiple soulmates, uh, he he may in fact be be one of mine. Yes, I would agree. And and he's just such a cool guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people feel that way about him if they've ever had the opportunity to have like a conversation with him. Yeah, I mean he's just a super laid back guy, and the fact that he's also you know he's also a bit of a nerd helps because it's very easy to talk to him about you know anything. Doctor Who or USA shows or whatever. Yeah. So it's it's he's fun to talk to and and I hope he gets this role. Uh, I don't know that he's going to. We don't have any inside information or anything like that. But but we can hope. We can we can definitely hope. I I do genuinely think he'd do a good job with it. Oh yeah, he's, definitely. Because he has he has a surprising range. Uh, because a lot of times I will be watching a show, and if it's not a show that I've heard him talk about in the past, I'll be like, oh wait, that was Micah. I, you know, because it's just like. I totally couldn't recognize his voice at all. Cool. Um, so I think I think he'd do very well because you know Aaron kind of has. It, there's sort of a time skip in the early episodes. You know, you start out with Aaron as a kid, and then he grows up and gets older. So I think I think he could you know cross that gap pretty easily because he's like 12 or something. But I remember the first time we met him, he wasn't even old enough to go up to the bar to get a fork at Hamacon. That's right. Like somebody had to get up and get one for him. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I forgot. So totally forgot yeah, about it's, that. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite stories because at the time he was like nineteen or twenty. Like the, first, the first time we met him. Um, so that was that was fun. Um, weekly fighting game uh, news. I'm just gonna run through this really quickly because I'm the only person that cares. But I, I've I've you know, but we care that you care. I and I appreciate that. Thank you for that. Um, no problem. But Capcom announced that they were partnering with Twitch to do 
a Capcom Pro Tour series of, of events. And basically oh. what they're doing is really cool because they're working with already existing events within the fighting game community. The first uh, Capcom Pro Tour event was at Final Round, uh, which is going on as we speak. And by the time you guys are listening to this at home, it will have already ended. Um, but yeah, they're, they're basically doing their own streams. They're trying to do a little bit of, you know, sort of the... Uh, League of Legends type thing, you know, where they're throwing in extra money for the uh, for the Street Fighter Four tournaments, hmm. and you know they're they're hosting their own streams, but they pulled in commentators from that have that have done uh, fighting game community events for a long time, and they've upped the presentation. You know, they've got explanatory things for more casual viewers, but you know anyone who's watching. You know they're they're kind of already familiar with everything, so it's accessible, but it's also familiar for people who have been around for a while. So it's a it's a really nice balance. Um, but all that that's le- very cool. all that's leading up to the Capcom Cup at the end of the year. Um, they're going to do basically, I think it's I forget fourteen events, and the winner of each event gets a spot, and then there's going to be like two wild cards added in for a sixteen person bracket. Hmm. Yeah, um, that is very nice that the that they're doing that. That that's cool. Yeah, I I, I like seeing that. Um, well, it's be... nice nice to know that they are supporting the. They're not just making a product and letting it go. They're, they're actually sort of, and it's good PR for them, but sort of fostering the community to some extent. Yes, the the. It, the whole arc of Street Fighter Four is a very interesting sort of piece um, compared to like Street Fighter Two, where a new game came out. You know, it seemed like every fifteen months or something, and then they there wasn't a lot of they, they didn't have this kind of organized support for it, and you ended up paying full price for all the new games. Whereas with the iterative versions of Street Fighter Four, with the except even when Super came out, it was it wasn't a full sixty dollar dollar game, but the other versions have been like fifteen dollars to upgrade. So you know mm. it, it hasn't been like, oh god, I have to pay you know this outrageous price again. Um. So that's that's been good. I I hope they keep that up. Um. Anyway, Dylan, you you've been playing uh, Bravely Default, right? Yes, I have. I actually. Uh, I hate up... those commercials, but go ahead. Sorry. Actually, I don't recall the commercials, but okay. Um, they just, I don't know. They just rubbed me the wrong way, but it's fine. Go ahead. I don't know that I've seen them. Anyway, um, I picked up the demo a while back and finally got around to playing it because I've been playing Fire Emblem Awakening, which is okay. I, I think that's probably the game that I would be more interested than you. Like, that's it's a strategy RPG, and there's like. Um, you know, you can you can get characters married off to each other, and then they have kids that you can also raise into your army. And yeah, watch. there was. I think there's a, there's some really questionable things that, depending on what you know, how horrible a person you are, you can do. And you know that if 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 I were to buy a 3ds, and there, I'll get more to that here in a minute, but that would be the first game I would buy. That and uh, the the Capcom Sega Namco crossover. It's hmm. it's okay, uh, but for the record, yeah, like I I figured out you can marry off characters. You have the side quests where you can meet their children from the future or something. <laughs> I lost interest in this. <laughs> we gotta talk about your kids, Marty. <laughs> I think there's like 
the first the first episode or the first scene or whatever the first stage is there's some explosion in the sky and there's a knight character who's obviously from the future and there's zombies and i just tuned out and just started playing it and ignored the story <laughs> um anyway i kind of got kind of bored with that so i went back and played the demo and the demo for bravely default is really good in the sense that it the the tech tree not the tech trees but like the ability uh and level progression is revamped for the demo they kind of give you this sandbox world that's based on like they they took a piece of the game and they built this whole other storyline so you can kind of play it and you don't ruin anything from the game um and also if you take the time to finish it and it took me many many hours just to finish the demo um they'll give you additional items when you get the full game which is pretty cool so because there actually is a lot of complexity i think that's really good because it forces you to kind of learn that complexity so you can finish the demo so that when you play the full game you're not completely lost um it really and i haven't played a whole lot of jrpgs recently but it really feels like an old school final fantasy game like you've got four characters you know the game pretty much lets you know up front that these four characters are going to be the only four characters you know the intro video has like this pulpy sort of you know intro for all of them um and you're going to relight the crystals or whatever it's not a bad story but you won't necessarily want i didn't necessarily want to read all the parts of chat <laughs> because and i know like when i listened to the awesome cast episode on the, this there was some back and forth about you know they'd heard that shout outs to kate <laughs> But what are we disputing? What's going on? They'd, they'd, There's so uh, many questions left unanswered. Go ahead. <laughs> there have been some back and forth about some people that you can skip the story. I kind of like the story. I just don't like all the details in the sense that I could pretty much skip uh, the... Um, like early on, you meet Anya's the Vestal of Wind, who's supposed to protect the crystal, and she hasn't. And she meets up with Tiz, who's village has been destroyed um because obviously that's yeah that's in some way related to the crystals going dark and he keeps saying i'm going to come with you and she keeps going no you know this is my responsibility and about the fourth or fifth of time that they have that discussion about i'm going no you're not i'm just like i'm done with this part <laughs> i i will pick back up when the story changes <laughs> Don't, don't let me interrupt your arguments. Don't let me but interrupt your arguments. To do. But you can, you can do that. They give little party chat snippets, and you can always go back and rewatch those if you need to. Um, it's got plenty of side quests. It's got a job system that I'm really getting into, um, trying to level up all my characters in several different jobs. Um, so there's a lot of stuff I really enjoy from previous Final Fantasy games, and even in that sense, it kind of like, I'm kind of 
starting, I was very skeptical about, um, you know, like handheld gaming. Like, I would rather just play it on console. But I think what you end up getting with games like Bravely Default are, you know, things that are not the overblown AAA titles and yet not like the random smattering of quality that you get on PC. So they're, they're a nice middle ground. One uh, thing... Uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that one thing that you and I talked about, Dylan, and something that I'd read about before the game came out, uh, that seems really interesting and, and seems like it would help a lot in me not getting burnt out on a game like that, yes. is, are the sliders where you can change, you know, your encounter rates and things like that, where if you don't want to mess with random encounters, you just want to get through a certain part of the game, you can just turn it all the way down to zero, or if you need to level up, you can crank it up to you yeah, know, double encounter rate. Oh, weird. That's cool. It's, it is kind of nice, and especially because there are some hidden chests and stuff you may want to go back and find. That's I find that kind of useful. Um, there is also a difficulty setting. I'm not sure what that changes, but I'm playing on normal. And I'll be honest, it can be kind of brutal sometimes. It's it's a game that definitely requires you to fiddle with your equipment and make sure you're up on, you know, the best equipment available hmm. or you will die. You know, there's it's not like especially it's not very a lot forgiving. of Yeah, especially a lot of indie RPGs I've played recently have very limited set of weapons you know it's not all about that aspect of it um so yeah i mean you could always turn it down to easy and freeze through a little more if you didn't want to be just like to face like a brutal challenge um the weird the weirdest thing about it that I've encountered at this point is it actually like you've got this kind of old school uh, Final Fantasy RPG and it adds in all of these social features so one of the side quests is you can rebuild the town um, you can rebuild Tiz's town and as you level up each um, store or each shop it makes uh components for your special moves which I'll talk about in a second available and it also makes uh, new items available that you can buy from the you know the save point basically hmm. and to level this up you have to assign villagers those villagers come from the friends that you add your 3ds friends they come from people you pick up on street pass and they come from it'll give you a set of um random uh, player data. Like, they've got friends and guests. And it'll just give you a bunch of random player data. And then for each of those, you know, you can assign villagers to help rebuild the village. Huh. It also encourages you to put it in sleep mode. And it it's kind of a Farmville thing, but there's a purpose to it. So I, I kind of have these mixed feelings about playing it. Like, this feels really terrible and just treadmilly, but there's a point to it. Mm -hmm. um, there's also you can also uh, link your characters to friends. So like I'm friends with Basil. Basil has already finished the game, 
So I can link one of my characters to him, and now he has access to all the uh, abilities, or the job abilities that Basil has unlocked. Oh, wow. And so I need to find three more people I can add so I can get access to, to that. And you can also um, build a special move um, and send it, and then you know your friends can summon your special move once every so often. So it's got some interesting concepts for social, but it's not just they don't overrun the game. Um, but it, it like I was I was talking about special moves. You can build special moves, and depending on what weapon you use, um, there's certain prerequisites that allow you to use those special moves so that plus the job system plus you know managing equipment it doesn't seem like it but it's a really complex game you know uh i mentioned this before we started this discussion uh, i don't know that they're actually going to do this uh here in the states but they've announced that they're going to release a persona themed 3ds because they're doing the uh persona q game that's coming out yeah and if they do one it's going to be really hard for me to not buy a 3ds just just to get one with the persona game bundled and all that that that'd be very difficult for me to say no to man between bravely default which like i said for an old school final fantasy fan is really great and link between worlds for an old school zelda fan is really great i'm really glad i bought the 3ds well, that's good. And, and honestly, having owned a DS, and I was kind of soured on that, especially, you know, as 3DS games started coming out, and like, oh, look at all these games that I can't play. Right. <laughs> I, I actually, this week, um, started looking at games for the 3DS and the Vita and seeing, like, what games I'd be interested in to kind of get a feel for how much those games cost right now. Yeah. Um, you know, what games I would be looking at, how many games there are in general. And for both systems, it it's it's a pretty extensive list, especially for the Vita though, because you can go out and, and buy some of the classic PS one games and stuff and play yeah. it on there. Huh. Well, I, I do feel like um just I don't think I've bought anything from the Nintendo eShop, but it feels like that's more together than it was on the original DS, and it feels like friend codes. Friend codes still require you to pass off codes to each other if you're not connecting locally, but it's so much better than it was. Um, hmm. So, I have fewer issues with that. Uh, yeah, I'm really glad I bought it at this point. Oh, good. Ooh. I I'm. I'm gonna have to get one. I hate, I hate it, I hate it. But there's enough games on it where it's it's getting difficult to to say no. Um, anyway, as I as I said at the top of the show, um, we did get an email this week. It is from the Awesome Cast Complaints Department. Um, I have mm. no idea who this is, but it's it's either Yumitsu or or I think the proper pronunciation is Umitsu at gmail.com um, and it's just Umitsu is, is, is the name um, hmm. 
So I have no idea who this is, but shout out Sam. Thanks for writing in. Um, the email says, Norway is awesome. I love Norway. Basil sucks for hating on it. <laughs> you know, I've been listening to the awesome cast, and I don't even remember what that had to do with. You know what? I, I love Norway, too. I love Norwegians. Um, they're, they're nice folks. They're attractive folks. Uh, God they bless are. them. God bless them. I, I'm pro-Norway. I, you know what? I, I don't want to. I hate to go out on a limb here. I don't want to offend people, but I am very pro Norway. Yeah, I mean, I'm pro other people as well. I'm definitely pro Basil. Uh, Basil, yes. Basil celebrated his birthday this past week. Wow. Um, and 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 where was I? How do these things? You do don't. We, you don't. Do, check do, do they not? Do they not put that on calendars yet? You because... you don't check Twitter, and you don't. You aren't on any service that uh, keeps track of people's birthdays, like Facebook. So, no, but his girlfriend puts pictures of him on Facebook, which amuses me. He plays Family Farm. Hey, now, that's that's a dirty lie that Daryl is spreading. True. I I, I I reputation. Yeah, people always speak the truth while drunk. That's that's also not true. also not true. <laughs> she she is the father of lies. We all knew this. It's true. Wow, that's that's at least two reasons you uh, might want to reconsider your relationship. <laughs> no, I think that strengthens it. Quite honestly, hey, lies strengthen any relationship. True. Ask anyone. But so the fact that she's a father. But she's the father of lies, so the father part may may be questionable. She's paying lies child support, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, she says she's paying child support. Why would I doubt her? It's not like she's a deadbeat dad or anything. <laughs> at least now we're getting our dig- digs in on Daryl at the end of the podcast instead of the beginning. So, uh, you know, she'll listen to it until she gets to this point. Maybe she just won't hear the end, but she'll have listened to the rest It was of funny because she mentioned specifically last night that, um, what there... was it, that we gave you crap for being late. Yeah. Or we gave her crap for you being late for podcast recordings when actually. It was it was the Momocon episode. I remember that because yeah. Jess was like, well, why you got to bring sex into it? I'm like, well, you know. I, I don't think it's necessarily a sex thing, but, you know, I mean, there might have been sex involved, like rough, grunting, sweaty sex that I want, you know, Liz to hear about in great detail, but Liz doesn't listen to the podcast, so whatever. Oh, good point. Yeah. Boo on her. Yeah. <laughs> I know who my real friends are, because they all listen to the podcast, which means I have no real friends, but it's fine. You have Basil. <laughs> yeah, Basil. Basil's my real friend. BFF. Basil listens to the podcast. He- Basil and we Nico- listen to his podcast, and that's the audience. Ba- Basil- podcast. Yes, Basil and Nico are my besties. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you are my bestie. Thank you, guys. If you are listening to this, you are either Basil or Nico. It's true. Maybe Patrick, <laughs> maybe Doc, I don't know. I love you guys. Man, we just like doubled or quadrupled our audience base in one conversation. Yeah, I, I, I love you. If, if you're in the sound of my voice, thank you. <laughs> thank you for validating my existence. <laughs> I need a hug. If you guys, if you guys can, you know, send me a hug to podcast at chainsawbuffet dot com. Appreciate it. This may be our last transmission. Yeah. So cold <laughs> and lonely. Uh, it's cold in here, and we may die. 
called in here on the internet and in your phone or computer or wherever you're listening to us. It's cold in here. It's like me saw though on my phone screen. She's just trying to get out. Well, no, but she's pissed about it. She is pissed. If she'd calmed down, I'd let her out. We're just cold and lonely. Yes. Oh, God. Does anyone else have anything else for this week? Anybody playing any fun games or any shit like that? No, I, I literally, like I said, I put like six or seven hours, I think, in the demo of Bravely Default, just trying to figure it out and get to the end. At which point I was like, yeah, sure, I'll pay. Actually, I think I bought it just at GameStop, so I paid 37 instead of 40 but like, yeah, I'll pay full price for this. I'm yeah, why? Why not? Um, shout outs to Phil. Phil was on stream and uh, on final round. Uh, he the first time I saw him, he was playing Gamer B, who is one of the the top players. He plays Adon, and he Phil got his ass beat. Uh, but he then played another match and then beat that dude's ass. So cool. I I, I think Phil eventually got eliminated, but uh, God bless him. You gotta eat when you can. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, so good. I I, I I wish I could have been uh, with, with all those guys at final round this weekend, but it didn't work out. Maybe next year. Yeah. yeah. And and hopefully I'll go to some other events this year, uh, Midwest Championships at least. Where is final round? It's in Atlanta. It's okay. not far. All right. I was like, yeah, that... It I is, know if it was it one of these Georgia, things in California. No, no. I mean... The local ones around here, you know, final round's a big one. Uh, Kumite in Tennessee, which was back in January. Uh, that's in Nashville. Midwest Championships is in Nashville. Mm. Um, there's the Fall Classic in North Carolina. Um, there's a CEO in Orlando, Florida. And then there's a few north of here, but I'm not real sure the dates on all of those or how far they are, really, because unfortunately, I just don't travel north very often. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Why would you? Well, I don't know. I mean, if there's some interesting stuff up there, but like north of us <laughs> is Kentucky, and just fuck that. I mean, that that's like that's worse than Georgia. I mean, you you know, you have to drive huh. through Georgia to get to Florida, you know, before there's anything good, you know. But there's a few good things in Atlanta. Uh, you know, you have to drive from Kentucky to like you know Ohio or Virginia to get to anything good, and there's or nothing Canada. good. <laughs> yeah, Canada. Um, and there's just nothing good in Kentucky. I mean, we have friends there, but you know, aside think, aside from that, there's literally like geographically nothing good in Kentucky. I, I don't know. I think I think some of it may just be unfamiliarity with Kentucky and and, and, and the and fact North that Kentucky Carolina. sucks. I'm I'm f- quite familiar with Kentucky because I grew up in Scott County, which is right on the Tennessee Kentucky border. You know, like. 15 minutes and boom you're in Kentucky and then you're like oh god this is somehow worse yeah I mean it's, it's, not, <laughs> it's, it's like not... I, I thought I lived in the most hopeless place on earth and somehow you know you get into McCrary County and you're like oh my god this is deliverance I'm well, going Kentucky, to die here one up to me yep touche Kentucky <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm still miserable but somehow even sadder Somehow managed to suck all the life out of life, Kentucky. Way so to go. shout out to Kentucky. Yep. Not going there keep, anytime soon. Keep doing what you're doing, because we ain't coming. You've been doing the same thing since, you know, Civil War ended, maybe before then, I don't know. Um, <laughs> God. 
All right. Anybody else got anything else this week? No. <laughs> yeah, me neither. We doing recommendations or? Um. Yeah. If you if if you guys have some recommendations, I'm all for it. I do, but I don't know if anyone else does. Go, Dylan, go! Um, actually, uh, watched the first episode of Cosmos this week. How was that? It was really good. I Initially, I wasn't really excited for it, because I was like... One, I never saw the original. Mm. And two, I'm like, it's on Fox. It's executive produced by Seth MacFarlane. At some point, someone's He'll... going to fart. and No, it was like... Neil deGrasse Tyson seems like a cool guy, but I've just I've seen a lot of like, a lot of what passes for science on social media is a quote of his pasted on a photo of his and shared. And I'm like, I don't trust Fox not to turn this into that. But um, it was actually really good. Um, I think as someone who like I remember growing up watching a few shows on Discovery and the Learning Channel. And haven't watched much of that since, especially now that the Learning Channel has called themselves TLC to hide to to shamefully hide their educational heritage because <laughs> of what's on it now. Yeah, I really miss not having you know not watching shows like that, and it it really is. It's like considering how how much, especially like we talked a little bit about last week about you know how science and religion sometimes conflict in this country. Like you watch it, at least the first episode where they're talking about, you know, the size and scope and origins of the universe. And it's just, it's not cynical and it's not one of these narcissistic, you know, everything is up to for debate. And because I can only trust myself sort of things. Um, It's just so great to see a show that does that when that, you know, it's everywhere else. Mm. Um, so, um, and it, uh, you know, even even talking about like, apparently Seth MacFarlane said, "Hey, you know, I have some, you know, disposable income. I want to do something worthwhile with it." And it actually, like, he they do a couple of uh, like historical stories that are animated and he does the voice acting in it and weird it's yeah like it's still it's really good and um so it's on hulu so if you get a chance to check it out you should definitely watch it hmm who else has recommendations i recommend not going to kentucky i i think we can all get behind that please let's do I um, I'm I'm gonna recommend cashews. They're they're delicious. Cashews, you say? Yes. I I don't know if any of you have ever had them. Uh, <laughs> I believe they've been commercially available for uh, decades and decades yep. in the state. Was it was this newfangled uh, newfangled cashew you speak I, of? I I know I know I was surprised as well, but. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, you know, um, they grow on trees, and yet they're not fruits or vegetables. Pista- Indeed, pistachios what? are taking up all the ad space. So I know. Stephen Sh- Shout out to Liam O'Brien for doing those commercials, by the way. 
Really? Yeah, he does. He does all the the wonderful pistachio commercials. He's a super nice that. dude. Good for him. Yeah, it's good work if you can get it. Mm-hmm. And pistachios are delicious, but you know what? I'm gonna throw my weight behind cashews because uh, they're delicious and they're not really nuts. So I would say mixed nuts kind of offer a truce here, but I've never seen pistachios and mixed no. nuts. No, mixed nuts. Because apparently they're too good for it. Mixed nuts advertise themselves as being racially diverse, but I guarantee you it's mostly peanuts. That is true. This it is it is peanuts way of trying to say, oh look, look this can this can's diverse. We we got all kinds in here, and then you open the can like, god damn it, peanuts. Actually, not necessarily. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna offer a tip here, uh, a culinary culinary tip uh, for those interested. Um, go into the produce section, buy unsalted individual bags of unsalted nuts, make your own mixed nuts. And then individually salt each one <laughs> to your specification. No, because in theory you actually want to be healthy. No, if not, just buy the salted versions. And oh, <laughs> individually salt each and every nut. I know I'm dealing with like, one of the magnifying glass examining each nut as how many grains of salt are on this proper amount of salt yes this one is properly salted moving on only 3,000 left to go then I'll have a bag (laughs) Uh, that I'll eat in an hour um for my recommendation this week I'm going to uh, do a little bit of promotional work for uh, Hamicon because I'm going to recommend a show that features one of their guests um I think I may have talked at least briefly about the show Hog and I, um, and within the last week or two, I finally got around to finishing the first season and uh, the first OVA. And I, uh, the way I would classify the show is as an a- anime palate cleanser. It is not the main course of your anime watching diet. Um, it is something that after you've finished watching a really serious show. And you kind of come down off of that. It almost felt like work by the time you got to the end of it in in sort of a good way. Um, and you just wanted to watch something where you didn't have to think too much and you just wanted to enjoy yourself. That's what Hog and I is. It's, it's, not, it's not something that's going to be ballyhooed in the uh, canons of uh, anime fandom. But it is a fun show. Um, hmm. A little fan servicey, a little cliched as far as you know, like the the Moe stuff. But there's some just genuinely funny, uh, sort of geek culture stuff in it because the whole, the whole premise of the show is that, you know, the characters don't have any friends, so they're all fundamentally dysfunctional in some way, um, which makes hmm. them both Moe and somewhat actually relatable in a useful way. Interesting. Um, and you know there there's some you know it's like oh we're doing this episode you know it's there's something very familiar and very not very creative but it's fun it's 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 an interesting show and uh, the actress who plays one of the the two main female leads uh, Jade Saxon is going to be at Hammock on this year so I'm I'm actually looking forward to meeting her because I I enjoyed her in the show and uh, you know if, if you're just looking for for a light watch and uh, you know, you're, you're you're a nerd like us, then 
you'll probably get some enjoyment. Uh, the subtitle is free on Hulu and on Funimation's side. If you're a Funimation late subscriber, you can stream the dub. Um, and the first two dubs, uh, first two episodes of the dub are up for free. I, I have the uh, the DVD Blu-ray combo pack. They actually had it. Uh, I, I got it as a Christmas present from Jen. Um, she bought it when they had a Black Friday sale on it for like 25 bucks or something. Nice. And season two is about to come out, so. Um, you know. You guys can check that out. It may, it may or may not be for you. It's, it's not for everybody, but it's, it's fun. Um, anybody else have anything this week? All hearts and minds clear. Yeah, probably so. All right. Well, peace be with you, and also with Hamicon. Um, <laughs> thanks for, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week, and uh, I don't know. Somebody have anything with you? Uh, nope. Uh, no. All right then. Fuck it. We're out. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>